Welcome to Stupid Sequence, the show where we make ranked lists of things that don't matter because arguing with your friends is fun. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm your host, Scott. This is our 14th episode, and we're going to mix it up this week. We talked about this a little bit in uh, the end of last week's episode. But uh, we're normally, we kind of, Scott and I come with a list of 10. We talk about, uh, you know, each item on the list, what we care about and stuff like that. Uh, We're doing something different this week. We're still uh, making a ranked list, but this time uh, we're ranking all of a thing. Yeah. This is a format I think we're going to tr- play around with here. We're not doing this every episode from now on or anything like that, but we're probably going to play around with it here from time to time. Yeah, why not? The topic today, what we're really going to do here, we're gonna, we've picked a topic yes. uh, of 30 things, and then we are just going to rank all 30 of those things. So... Uh- Yes, before we begin, why don't you tell the people what the specific topic is, that you will be able to find a link in the notes if you also want to pause here, review the list for yourself, and make some determinations before listening so that you can argue more effectively. Right, so we uh, pulled the list from Box Office Mojo of the top lifetime adjusted gross uh, box office for. Uh, for movies for movies yeah top the top 30 most money making movies of all time adjusted for inflation actually now that i look at it the link you sent me included it was to the 2019 ticket price was that intentional uh that was the most recent one when i went on there that actually was populated with data so like if you click on 2023 ticket price Ah. it's just blank um they might have yeah so like 2021 Uh, 22 is the same it's uh, it's on there now uh, it's identical. There are no changes across these. Mm-hmm. So okay, uh, so I'll just stick with the 2019 one then. That's no problem. Yeah, so we'll include that. Um, but yeah, the the prices haven't changed that much over the last few years. The inflation stuff hasn't hit hard enough to affect the list. Apparently, well, not so, yet. But apparently, if you pay extra, you can get better seats in certain theaters. Right? Yeah, AMC. Right? And they're doing that now. Great popcorn bad ideas of what it means to sit in a movie theater okay so why don't we start here with i'm just gonna run down what's on this list and then we're gonna just work our way through the list and let's work our way backwards let's let's start at the end so i'm well i'll 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 start we'll go 30 to 1 i'll just read off what these are yeah go for it Uh, number 30 is jurassic world number 29 is the avengers 28 is greece 27 is Mary Poppins, 26, Forrest Gump, 25, The Godfather Part 1, 24, Fantasia, the original, 23, The Graduate, 22, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, or just Raiders of the Lost Ark if you prefer, 21, The Sting, 20, The Lion King, 19, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, gonna hear some more from Star Wars here, Uh, number 18, Jurassic Park, the original. Number 17, Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Number 16, Avengers Endgame. Number 15, Avatar. Number 14, Ben-Hur. This is the 1959 version. 
number 13, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Number 12, 101 Dalmatians. The uh, 1961 version. Yeah, the, the animated. The animated, movie. yes. Number 11, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Star, uh, number 10, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Number 9, The Exorcist. Number 8, Dr. Zhivago. Number 7 is Jaws. Number 6 is The Ten Commandments. Number 5, Titanic. Number 4, E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Number 3, The Sound of Music. Number 2, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. And number 1, not even, even remotely close to any other movie on this list and how far it is ahead, Gone with the Wind from 1939. Yeah, the adjusted lifetime gross for Gone with the Wind is over $1.85 billion. The movie made a ludicrous amount of money. Especially for 1939. Uh, yeah, it was $200 million in 1939 dollars. That's incredible. Yeah, they sold a lot of tickets to that movie. So, uh, we're going to talk our way through here and kind of talk about how we feel about each of these movies. And we've kind of, so if you've listened to previous episodes of the show, when we come to our kind of rank, final ranked list where we blend Scott and I's list to make a official top 10 for the podcast, we have a shared Google Doc that we kind of work our way through on this. Uh, we're going to be doing the same thing here. So if you hear of, if you hear us reference like moving things around or things like that, we're we're doing it uh, for ourselves on this on this Google Doc. We'll do our best to keep you informed along the way, but I think largely this is going to sound a little messy up until the end when we really read through where we land. Yeah, we'll probably do some some refreshers on where we're at overall in the break uh to help keep things a little bit more organized we've got the spaces in the unified list here broken up into three tiers we got one through 10 we got 11 through 20 and we got 21 through 30 so i think the initial thing we're going to be doing is we're going to be kind of moving these movies around into buckets of is this top tier middle tier or lower tier uh belong on this list so full disclosure we have not seen all of these movies, I've seen 26 of the 30, and so there's... I think I've seen 24. So there, there's a, a good number here that some of you might be a little upset with us that we have not seen these movies, but we will do our best to give them fair consideration given the circumstances, and yeah, maybe maybe after this, having seen a few of them, we can have some ad hoc corrections in the future perhaps so why don't we just start we'll start number one here yeah go for it uh, so gone to the wind is the most money-making movie of all time just for inflation i have Directed seen by it. victor fleming in 1939 i have not seen it i have read the book man though. starting starting strong with this one josh you're just uh ignoring the top grossing movie of all time like it's not yeah. Uh, this movie is, I think this movie is negatively impacted, I, even though I haven't seen it, it's negatively impact, impacted by the par, the fact that it is 17 hours long. 17. <laughs> Are you sure that's not the audiobook? Uh, no, it's much longer than that for the audiobook, I'm yeah, sure, because uh -huh. it is a very, very long book. I, had to re I read it in middle school. This is a four-hour movie, three hours, 58 minutes. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. Which is just absurd. I believe it was high school at some point. We did Gone with the Wind as a segment. And and I remember watching the movie over the course of basically the whole week. I think we split it up into several chunks. But that was a, a fun week because it really just meant we weren't doing anything. We were just watching a movie. And I think that was, a re- in reality, looking back, it was a break for the teacher more than it was for us. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I just checked the audiobook length. The unabridged audiobook for Gone to the Wind is 49 hours and two minutes. Okay, well, that's that's a lot. It's a really long book. Jeez. That is that is epic fantasy length. That is like the Stormlight Archive length. Man, I can't believe I Middle actually... time length. can't believe I was actually forced to read this. I don't... I'm. It feels like a blur. You know what? To be honest with you, I probably spark-noted it, realizing how long it was, and thinking, I have no interest in doing this. So, looking at uh, Gone of the Wind here, I, I think it's safe to throw this... You know, I haven't seen it, so my you know opinion may be different than yours, but from what you're saying, sounds like we can probably pretty safely throw this one in the, uh, in the lower tier here. Yeah... I get that it's iconic. I get that there are key lines in this that people still quote to this day, and it probably set the tone. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah, exactly. That's actually my thoughts about the movie, oh. largely. <laughs> I, I just, I don't care. I I find it underwhelming. Maybe I just don't appreciate cinema like some people, but I'm underwhelmed by it. I am inclined to agree with you. It's probably a bottom tier movie for me. There's kind of a philosophy out there that it's really hard for modern audiences to go back to movies before like the early 60s just because the style of acting changed so much. The style of cinematography and everything just became so different coming out of the 50s into the 60s, especially if you go back to something like 1939 Mm -hmm. for this. It's just they don't. You know, the the phrase they don't make them like this anymore is thrown around a lot. And boy, is it true with movies because they sure don't make movies like this at all anymore. Sure. And I think that's a good thing. Sure. But looking at the other movies that are a little bit older on this list, there are a few that I would still consider pretty old, not quite as old as 1939, but pretty darn old. In fact, 1939. No, it is not the oldest one on the list. The oldest is what I think is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, right? 1937 yeah, a little little earlier than the than gone with the wind right so with that in mind there's a few other ones on here that are also quite old that i would probably rank higher than gone with the wind so i don't think Agreed. it's just an era thing i think it's just that i'm kind of underwhelmed by the movie and i think that's okay right i appreciate it for what it is but it's not a top tier movie to me I'm going to throw it right in the center of the lower tier here. I'm just going to throw it in at 25 for now. These spots where we're throwing these movies are not binding at all for now. We're just moving them into tiers, and then we'll rank them later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. we got to start somewhere, and we'll figure out what it makes sense to go higher or lower as as we go, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yep. All right, number two. Uh, Number two. Yeah, why don't I read this one? This one's uh, Star Wars. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, In in fact, this one is Episode 4, A New Hope. So the director, George Lucas, year is 1977. Obviously, the original Star Wars movie. And for a lot of people, still considered one of the best Star Wars movies. 
Obviously, it's part of the original trilogy, so it's pretty high up there as a series ranking. But as far as the movie itself, I do not believe it is the number one Star Wars movie, although it is quite good. So with that in mind, in just high level, keeping it kind of in mind for these other Star Wars movies that are on here, because there are four other ones on here. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Episode five, seven, six and one. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's a question. Are we, how heavily do we want to weight things based on how important they are versus just how much we like them? Hmm. I am kind of inclined to rank more based on how much I like them rather than just sheer, this is very important. Uh, because there's some of these movies on this list that obviously like, like Gone of the Wind, hugely important movie. Yeah for uh for the art of film in indeed you know dramatically influential for its time uh i just don't no i haven't seen it don't think i would like it if i've seen it if i had seen it uh so i i, no, we're I not, think we're I'm not inclined. doing it on influence we are doing it based on whether we like it what is our opinion yep. of this movie yeah i i agree so we'll just uh just to get that out of the way early here so that being said i think star wars episode four a new hope it's a top 10 movie. incredibly it's incredibly important movie but also boy it's really good yeah it's definitely not the top one but uh i, I you know it's, it's i don't think it's going to be in the first couple on our list here but boy it's i i this is a very important movie to me uh it's a top tier movie listened if you've listened to the show at all you know that i like star wars a lot and i think this is this absolutely belongs in that top that top 10 Yep, no argument for me. Go for it. Okay. Put it right in the middle. Just Oops. again. Yeah, we'll just throw it, throw it right in the middle here, and then from there okay. we can go. Is this better or worse? But number right. five, the sound of music. All right, sound of music. Third one. I like this movie a lot. This is directed by Robert Wise, nineteen sixty-five. I'm not a musical guy normally, but I really like the sound of music. I you think were this is a in a musical in high school. Yeah, I don't like musicals. They're not mm. good. Generally speaking, there are a handful. I was in, uh, I did The Music Man. I think The Music Man is a good musical. I also um, did I Annie. Also, I was also in Annie. I don't think Annie's very good. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I, uh, so now I get to spoil. I was in The Sound of Music the year before oh, really? you joined our high school. Yes. In I, I did not know that. 10th grade. Yeah. I I had a very small role in in that as a supporting actor, one of the party guests in one of the scenes. Uh, I sure. also learned how to dance the landler, so that was fun. So Julie Andrews is is your real breakout star here. And she's incredible in, in this movie. She's just incredible in this movie. You know, it, it, I think I think personally of seeing a lot of different Julie Andrews stuff. My mom is a huge Julie Andrews fan, so I was exposed to a good amount of her stuff. Um, when I was growing up, uh, this is easily the best thing that that she's been in. I think that I've seen anyway. I don't, I'm not a. I guess I'm not uh, perfectly aware of everything that she's done. But boy, sound of music is just very, very good. Also, Chris, gotta love Christopher Plummer as Baron von Trapp. Yeah, though. I'm trying to think of the last time I actually watched the movie. It's been quite some time. It's, in fact, it's been a while for me too. I would say it was right around the time that I was in the musical. Somebody's oh, like, okay. "What do you mean you've never seen this movie?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I, I guess I should watch it." I'm pretty sure I watched it right around that time. I think "Favorite Things" is a great song. 
<laughs> I, my gut I, so, says. Yes, go ahead. My gut says we put this in the top 10 for now. My gut says high middle tier. I'm not. I think it might end up high middle tier. Yeah. But I, I think I want to put it low top tier for now. You could put it at number 10 maybe. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's going to get bumped. Let's throw it there for now. I I think it might get bumped, but for now, I really like the sound of music. I think for now, we can put it in that top 10. All right. Back to number four. We have E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Steven Spielberg, 1982. My my first thoughts on E.T., I loved this movie as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I watched it constantly. The Reese's Pieces scene. I mean, that that candy sparked up as a result of that movie, right? It's Uh also a coming of age tale. It's just, it's just really, really good. And I think I was, you know, 1982, it's several years before I was born, but the age that I watched it, it felt very relatable. And from that perspective, it it had much more meaning to me. But as far as the movie itself is concerned, it's just an okay movie. It's, it's, I mean, it's okay. I liked it. It's good. It's not great. It's not phenomenal. There's some pretty cool scenes, but I don't know. It's not amazing. I I have not seen E.T. It's one of the ones on this list I have not seen. And man, your credibility um, is just tanking. Two of the top four. I I am inclined to say so. I, I would probably be more inclined to say lower tier. If you think it belongs in the middle tier, though, I'm okay with that. Just because I think if I were to see this movie, I would probably think it was all right. I I will say that I did recently watched a few months ago. Um, I watched for the first time Steven Spielberg's other big alien movie, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. She made several mm-hmm. years before this one. Uh, I did not love that movie. I thought it was really boring for the most part. Hmm. The end sequence is E.T. E- e- is not like that. Big fancy, but E.T. E- is not like that. But it's got aliens. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, from that perspective, it's basically the same movie. You are a famed alien hater. So you, you, you overcame your hatred of aliens to go, this movie's actually just okay and not bad. I'm a famed alien hater? Weren't we just talking about a Jordan Peele movie with aliens in it that I said was pretty good? Listen, I'm, I'm okay, referring yeah. back to our worst movie twist episode where approximately 90% of your twists were you hate aliens. Yeah, well, that's... That's when it's the twist. E.T. being the alien and titled character of the movie is not exactly a twist. What? He's an he alien? Supposed... What? I thought he was supposed to be a prune. All right. Uh, let's just put it at number 20 for now, and All right. we'll keep moving. I, I, I do want to I, I add uh, a small story here because I think it's hilarious. My brother-in-law, as he was growing up, was was not forced to watch this movie, but basically forced to watch this movie constantly because my mother-in-law thought it was his favorite movie. And so Uh-oh. pretty much every time after school, he'd come home and like, oh, I want to watch a movie. So they'd put E.T. on, rewind the VHS and start it again. And it turns out that he was terrified of this movie and just oh, no. E.T. haunted him. And he thought, I can't be rude. I don't want to run away from this. E.T. might get me. And I just, I think it's hilarious that he put up with it for as long as he did. And it was years and years and years later that we found out, I think it was at a Christmas just a few years ago, that 
he actually was terrified of that movie. And she's like, what? You love that movie. He's like, no, mom, you forced me to watch it every single day. I hated that movie. I just thought that story was hilarious. So I exposure for, therapy didn't work then. No, absolutely not. But anyway, let's keep going. Number five. All right. Number five is Titanic directed by James Cameron from 1997. This is a, uh, was a major cultural institution when it came out. I personally did not watch it until, let's say, 10-ish years later, and I hated it. I hated this movie. Yeah. I've only seen it the one time. I just, there's nothing here for me. Yeah, I, I, I want to like some parts of this movie, but God, this movie's long. This movie might be just as long as Sound of Music. I mean, I don't think it's four hours. I think it, it's three. I, it's up there. Double check the runtime right now because oh, there, was well, an, there was an intermission when it was introduced into theaters oh, because really? of how long this movie was. All right. Titanic. It, it was two VHSs. I Titanic remember. is 195 minutes, so that is... Oh, so that's three hours three and 15, hours, 15 so minutes. That's, that's not too bad, but I do remember it being... A big Return deal of the King that long. it had in it. I mean, yeah, but Return of the King is incredible. Um, yeah. Titanic, also, yeah. Kind of surprised. None, no Lord of the Rings on this list at all. Yeah, now that you mention it, I am a little bit surprised as well. Must just be a adjusted for inflation yeah. thing. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you. Titanic, bottom tier, pretty pretty underwhelming movie. I'm going to stick it right below Gone with the Wind for now, I think. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's fine. I think Gone with the Wind's a better love story. I I think... I, I don't hate love stories by any means. I, In fact, I really enjoy a lot of movies that are actually good content and decent love stories, especially rom-coms. I don't know if that probably is just a separate thing, but, man, Titanic is... It's just not good. I don't know. Well, there's something about it that... it. It's trying too hard, maybe is the way to describe it. Yeah, maybe. It's 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 easy to poke a lot of holes in in the relationship and the main character and a lot of the stylistic choices that were made. And mm-hmm. the framing device I think is a little little weird. I also story. I do find it hilarious that so many people don't realize that it was in fact a real ship. They think it's just made up for the movie. Oh, you Seriously? know, Titanic, I've like never heard movie. anyone say that. Oh yeah, no, this is like a trend online where people realize oh, no. for the first time. Oh, I was today years old when I found out the Titanic was a real ship, and I'm like, you, you didn't know that? I mean, I, I don't know why I expected you to know that, but I feel like everybody should just kind of know that. I believe Titanic is my dad's older sister's favorite movie, if I remember right. Your dad's older sister's favorite movie. So your aunt, your aunt, or was it was at one point? Hmm. Perhaps not anymore. I have a feeling that her and I would likely not see eye to eye on a lot of media just based on that statement. Agreed, definitely. But Hmm. yeah, Titanic. In at 26 for now. All right, let's keep going. So number six is the Ten Commandments. Uh, Cecil B. DeMille in 1956. Uh, This is the first on the list that I have not seen. So I have seen it. Yes. Give me give me your thoughts on this then. Uh, A lot of the your feelings on this movie are going to come from. How do you feel about Charlton Heston as an actor? 
I think he's pretty entertaining. I like Charlton Heston. I liked him in the Omega Man and uh, Planet of the Apes. Soylent Green's pretty good. Yeah, Soylent Green. Yep. I I watched Soylent Green without knowing what the spoiler was. And yeah, I don't know how I managed to stay in the dark on that, but I made it all the way to the end and I actually was like, oh, oh, oh my God. No spoilers here. If you if you <laughs> haven't heard of this movie, don't know what I'm talking about, go watch it. So it's a good old 60s sci-fi. I think it's 60s when Silent Green came out. I believe so. It, Omega Man, I believe, is also 60s, which uh, is yeah, a I precursor agree. to I Am Legend. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about the Ten Commandments. So what are your thoughts on yeah, the Ten Commandments? Yeah, so, you know, uh, it's a, a tremendously expensive movie for when it was made. And I think it's a really interesting relic of that time for the kinds of effects and things that they would use and they used in that movie for what is a big budget movie of 1950s, like a huge budget movie of 1956 look like versus, you know, an Avengers end game for 2019 mm-hmm. or movies that are coming out today that, you know, sure. are CG heavy or even, even a huge budget movie from like the late eighties or something like kind of a pre CG thing. Sure. Um, so I think it's really interesting in that perspective. How good is it? Uh, I think it's all right. You know, um, I I would be inclined to say it. I I think it would maybe belong like low mid tier or like upper low tier. Yeah, for I'm, me personally, anyway. So I having never seen it and only knowing that Charlton Heston is in it, that that's and I know what the Ten Commandments are. I mean, sure. I probably couldn't name them, but I know what they are and conceptually. So with that in mind, I'm I'm just inclined to agree with you on this one. If if you think it's a, a an okay movie that is high, low tier, say like twenty one, for example, I'm fine with that. Let's just throw it there. And maybe it's one of those ones that I actually do need to see. But of the yeah. four that I have not seen, I would not prioritize it, and we will get to that. I would say if you're going to watch a uh, a Moses-based movie, go watch The Prince of Egypt because it's way better. Oh, I love The Prince of Egypt. Incredible. Oh, the movie's so good. It really is. Like, that one and... Underappreciated. Road, Road to El Dorado. Like, those two kind of in similar animation styles and just kind of came out around the time. Works. Yeah, that, those are great movies. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to put Ten Commandments. 2D in... movies, right? Ooh, yeah. spoilers. I'm going to put Ten Commandments at 21 for now in the lower middle tier because I remembered it being really long, so I looked it up. It is three hours and 40 minutes, which is too long for a movie. Hmm. Well, I I think movies, especially older movies like that, had to be long. People wanted to, you know, get their value in, and they probably figured, you know, I'm spending a dollar, two dollars, ten cents, whatever it ends up being for 1956. And you had to sit through ten minutes of the opening credits, you know. Sure, sure. Maybe they did have intermissions on those while they changed the reels, you know? Probably. I, I, I was just talking with my wife about this the other day because we were watching something older. I don't remember what it was exactly, but of like, man, it's been a really long time since I watched something that had like a full-on opening credits that wasn't just like, oh, here's like the opening credits they flash at the top of a TV show or something. But in the way that movies in like the 60s and 70s had where here is music and uh, the title card, music over the title card and then but all of the major credits for the movie over different backgrounds. Sure. That was very much the style of the time and obviously kind of went away in 
late 70s early 80s i think there's a couple of movies on this list that have exactly that that i have seen recently so we will really? we will get to that interesting okay yeah, uh, what's number seven commandments. yeah what's number, number seven? seven is jaws from steven spielberg 1975 i'm gonna come out here and say jaws has to be top tier yep. has to be jaws is incredible yep it's I so completely good. agree i I remember the first time that I ever watched this movie and I I must have been I don't know 10 11 years old and my brother had already gone to bed and my parents somehow agreed to let me watch this even though my mom said that after she watched it for the first time she didn't go in the water for like 2 years or something <laughs> and I'm like I don't care I want to watch this movie and during one of the initial scenes when you first see Jaws and see how big this shark actually is, I remember sitting on the floor of my parents' living room and I was like, oh my gosh, that bastard's huge. My mom's like, what did you just say? And I'm like, uh, I said it's huge. She's like, what word did you use? I'm like, shark? Probably should not have said that. I don't know. One of, just yeah. one of those little things. It's a little bit of tongue there. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think, uh, you know, the cat, the cast in this movie is incredible. You got Roy Scheider, you got Richard Dreyfuss, Robert Shaw as Quint, uh, the, the captain of the ship as they're going after. And the ship uh, is named the Orca, as we yeah, discussed uh, during our recent fictional ships episode. We're going to need a bigger ship. Oh, man. A bigger boat. Is that the line? Need a bigger boat? I don't remember. And I mean, I, it's people, been a while since I've seen Jaws, but yeah, we're, we're, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Jaws. I. I really, I just, I just like the movie. You know where this movie's going right from the get-go. There's no real twist here, right? You can see people are going to doubt it. They're going to go in the water anyway. Obviously, we know what's going to happen. But my, somehow, it's still incredible. One one of my favorite things with this movie, not to get too into the weeds here, but um, I just want to mention that this movie could have been a very different thing, but their prop that they used for the the shark just didn't work it just it was robotic it was supposed to do specific things and they just could not get it to work reliably so they ended up having to hide the shark for most of the movie and the result is it makes the movie way more tense mm -hmm. the fact that you don't see it most of the time and, and you're not exposed to maybe some effects that don't look as great as much uh, really lends to the overall kind of similar to to Alien. I think Alien takes a lot of cues from Jaws. Mm -hmm. Just in we're gonna hide the the monster most of the time. Yep. More mystery creates more tension for sure. Yep. And I, they kind of stumbled into it by accident here, and it totally works. Yeah, completely agree. Love this movie, and I I've actually seen the robotic shark, one of the robotic sharks that they used in this movie when I went to Universal Studios and. I just thought that was cool. Just a nice little, well, yeah, that, that is the shark. No, that's awesome. I don't know. How do you feel about tucking Jaws in right above A New Hope? Ooh, I, I'm, I'm actually in favor of that. I was worried that I was going to have to battle you for it, but no, that, that sounds great. Jaws is really good. Uh, those uh, dull, lifeless doll's eyes, as you say. Something like that. Lifeless, lifeless eyes. <laughs> Incredible. Right, number, eight. number eight is Dr. Zhivago, David Lean, 1965. So we have now reached the second movie on this list that I have not seen. However, I've also not seen it. 
My mother-in-law loves this movie. I believe I don't know what it's about. I believe it is her favorite movie. It if not, it is definitely a top five movie for her. But according to my wife, it is a top movie. So I, I'm inclined to believe that it's probably pretty good. She has pretty good taste in movies. I, I've actually found that I agree with her in a lot of the cases. So I, I'm thinking it because I, I haven't seen it, so I don't really know. It's probably not a low tier movie. It's probably above really? E.T. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Neither of us have seen it. Are you are you suggesting I, we give this an an unranking, so to speak? No, I'm not saying an unranking. I'm saying we. Just, I I I I bet you there's 20 movies that you and I feel stronger about on this list. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you are probably correct. So I think we still rank the top third, even though we have a movie we both haven't seen. I think it just uh, it might end up a little bit lower. I don't think it ends up all the way at the bottom though. Because I have some opinions on what should end up at the bottom. We'll see. Fair enough. Put it above Gone with the Wind for now. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I I guess. Yeah. I don't know how my mother-in-law feels about Gone with the Wind, but (laughs) this isn't her ranking, so we're going to keep going. All right. Go ahead. Number nine. Number nine is The Exorcist, William Friedkin, 1973. I've not seen this one either. Man, I just... I've I, seen scenes. I've how, seen snippets. I've seen the, the scenes that everyone's seen, you know? How can you be given any level of credibility? Just <laughs> three, three, four movies? I mean, come on. All right, so I have seen this movie, and I have seen it specifically because everybody was raving about this movie, and, oh, this is the best horror movie of all time, and I'm like, I don't know. It's, I'll, I'll watch it. That's fine. And uh not gonna lie, gave me nightmares for like three days. Um when did you when did you watch it? I was I was very young. I, I must oh, have no. been ten, probably. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was a mistake. I should not have watched it at such a young age. That was whew. but I I know, I know some folks who watched The Exorcist at too young of age and all also were Catholic and that co- compounded things for them. Yeah, <laughs> Made I, it a lot scarier. At the time, I was, in fact, Catholic, so that, yeah, was not a good mix. I watched it again later in life, and I realized now, you know, I was childish, and I probably shouldn't have been scared of it, because it's just a dumb movie. But at the same token, it's not a bad movie. I I get why people like it, and I think it's such an important movie for horror or that that type of genre in general so but again we're not ranking based on that we are ranking based on our own preference to this movie so i'm inclined to put it in the bottom tier because i think of the ones remaining on this list it's likely that there are ones that i would say are way more important or way higher we should be way higher on this so I'll defer to you. Do you think this... I bet I would like this movie more than Titanic. Oh, yeah. Probably... uh, Let's just put it at 23, just for now. Okay. Right above Dr. Zhivago. And, uh... All right. It's too lower than the Ten Commandments. A lower tier filling up here. Yeah. But I, I, I have some pretty good feelings about several of the next couple movies here, so... Anyway, right. number, 10, number 10, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. 
director was David Hand at all. I believe there were several people enlisted for this one because it's an animated right. movie. So Yeah, there's a few animated movies on this list, and I think most of those are multiple directors. Right. So this is a 1937 movie. I mean, it's it's the original... I mean, well, the original Disney version, I should say. It's not the original because I believe he borrowed this from a, another story. But with that in mind... It's Christian Anderson, I think. I I won't pretend to know. I don't know the answer. But either way... Disney adapted it, and it it became one of the early success stories for. No, nah, it's a grim. It's a grim fairy tale, not a. Okay, grim. Not that a, that actually makes sense. I think I, I think I had heard about that. I think there were specific, like the, the dwarves themselves are, are a little bit darker. Obviously, grim. They tend to be darker, right. but there there were some specific things that made you think like you know grumpy is is actually like he's a bit crazy uh anyway i anyway it doesn't matter let's keep going the because we're talking about the disney one here right not a top tier disney movie by any means for me i agreed i I, it's the first color one i believe right Ooh, i don't know was it i'm pretty sure doesn't matter we're, yes. not, we're not ranking it for being the first color movie. We uh, true the the movie itself again iconic. I'm going to keep using that word. The imagery of Snow White is still relevant to this day. Got but, the magic mirror. You got the evil queen. Yep. Yep. The poisonous apple. Everybody knows it. Um, I think this movie's fine. No strong feelings. Mm. One way or the other, really. I think it's okay. It's better than Titanic. So agreed. Agreed. Uh, I don't know. I think it's probably I, better than I think Gone this with might, the Wind. I think this might end up low mid tier, honestly, because mm. of movies I feel negatively about or ambivalent about. I think this ranks a little bit higher than those for me. I like ET better. I, I would. Well, if we shift ET up one, uh, actually, I think no way. Then I think it. Mm. Yeah, that's fine for now. I was going to say that the Ten Commandments, I probably would end up liking more than Snow White, Snow White but... Mm, I think I like Snow White more than Ten Commandments, personally. Mm, okay, well, we'll come back it's to that. It's probably right around... I, I, yeah, I think Ten Commandments is good. It's just hard to go back to because of how long it is in a lot of ways. Anyway, that's hey, ten. That we finished uh, one through ten, so you want to you wanna take a little break right here? Probably not yeah, a bad okay. idea. We can take a break, and then we'll come back ranking... Uh, getting the other 20 items onto the list here, so stick around. Hey there, hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you have show ideas or comments, you can reach us on Twitter at StupidSequence or email us at StupidSequence at gmail.com. Or, in the case of a recent incident, Bump into me and tell me you watch the podcast and then complain to me that my list is crap. Because I actually, <laughs> I actually enjoyed that. So anyway, let's get on with the rest of the list, 11 through 30. Josh, what, yeah. what was number 11? Number 11 is Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens from J.J. Abrams in 2015. So I've, I've you know, we've, we've talked about the sequel trilogy of Star Wars on the show before. I have pretty complicated feelings about it. Episode 7 is very derivative of A New Hope. Mm. Kind of just remaking that movie in a lot of ways. That being said, 
I can't really fault them for what they do in The Force Awakens itself, because what's, what Star Wars needed at that time in terms of getting back into mass audiences caring about Star Wars is they just needed something familiar. They just needed something that wasn't like the prequels. Mm -hmm. They just needed something that was a fun adventure that they could get people back into. And I think Force Awakens does a good enough job at that. Man, the hype around this movie was incredible. But I think it's really telling as a whole that of the five Star Wars movies on here, three of them are the original trilogy. And then it's seven and it's one. So it's yep. the first movie of the prequels and the first movie of the sequels, <laughs> but none of the others. Right. That is not an accident. I I was very hyped for number seven. I saw it, I don't know, three times in theaters, probably. It was 2015. So yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot going on in my life at the time. So yeah, I, I I definitely saw it in theaters. I don't think I only think I saw it the one time, but I, I like this movie. I think this is a good movie. I don't think it's an excellent movie. I think it does some things very well. Um, it It's hard not to rank this movie based on how much of the potential that this movie sets up is just utterly squandered by the remainder of that trilogy. Uh, hold on. I'm someone who oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I'm someone who likes The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi is a better movie overall than force awakens but it doesn't take there's there's major elements from force awakens that were set up to be cool things to be done with later in the series that it certainly doesn't do anything with and the rise of skywalker is rise of skywalker we don't need to get into that again um yeah i i i think this if we just judge force awakens on its own merits yes i I think it's a perfectly fine movie but it's not a and i would say I don't think it's top 10. No, I think it, I think it's a safely in the middle tier. Yeah. I maybe mid to high middle tier. I, I just, I, I guess I have to wait and see where, where we end up putting some of these other ones. Cause I got to think about it in uh, relative comparison, but I agree. You cannot use eight and nine as an indication for the standalone movie. That is the force awakens, because like you said, so much was set up and then squandered. However, some of what was set up was not great, and that's true. I, I think there were some pieces that I was like, "Really? That that's where we're taking this?" Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess that's fine. One 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 very large piece in particular. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We no point in getting into spoilers right now. The bottom line is, it it made me excited about Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. But in the last, that was 2015, eight years. It is not the best Star Wars content nor movie that has come out in the last eight years. So no, not even close. No, I, I you know, Rogue One, anyone? I, Mandalorian. Andor. All right, Andor. Yeah. Uh, before we dive down any rabbit holes, there, uh, I will say, I think this movie's biggest achievement is giving us Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, who I think is the standout portion of those sequel movies. I also thought Ray. Did a an, she's a fine. fantastic job. She's fine. Uh, I, I, I think she's Daisy better Ridley, than fine. I think does does Daisy, Daisy Ridley, Ridley do a Daisy Ridley did great? I think they very much wrote the character to be kind of a blank slate, and they don't really. Well, the, some do of that is intentional, right? I mean, right? They, they and want I, people and I, to feel I related think, to the character, and they can do. I, that I agree that it's intentional. Okay. I think it is a not interesting creative choice. Yeah, that's fine. I how do we feel about fourteen? 
Yeah, throw it there for now. Let's keep going. Okay. All right. Number 12, 101 Dalmatians, Clyde Geronimi et al., 1961. Multiple directors yeah. here because, again, an animated movie, another Disney movie. And the one that I was, one of the ones that I was thinking of when referring to a musical long intro. This one has a long intro. In fact, I probably, if I had any sort of musical abilities, I could recite the intro to you because of the sheer amount of times that I've seen this movie. Oh, really? And I, I have seen it recently, I believe earlier this week. What's today? It's a Thursday. I don't even remember what day it is. I think it was Monday or Tuesday this week that we watched this movie. It, it's a go-to movie that the kids tend to fall asleep to, so it just... I've heard this so many times. Now, as far as the movie itself, I've mentioned it before. It's one of the better ones that I'm more than willing to tolerate when it comes to the kids. And I enjoy it as far as old Disney movies are concerned. I I like the, the style of the animation. I like how, how much people love to hate Cruella de Vil. I like some of the musical choices. I I used to nitpick at some of the, the little things as a kid about how, oh, that's just the same dog over and over again, not realizing, like, obviously that's cheap animation. You want to cut costs where you can <laughs> if you're going to show the same dogs, like, running through the scene. one of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, there's a, there's a whole slew of characters here, and there's some, there's some interesting side characters, and... I'm impressed with how well this movie has stood the test of time, given that it is 62 years old at this point. So relevance today, obviously way better than snow white. I I would say it's, it's not, it's not episode seven of star Wars level, but I'd say it's a solid middle, middle tier for me. Maybe even, yeah, but about middle, middle, maybe 16 or something. But what are your thoughts on 101 Dalmatians? Yeah, I think I'd be fine with that. I I don't think I've seen this movie in probably 20 years, but I've seen it probably a couple times. Uh, and I remember liking it well enough. I think Cruella de Vil is a great villain. Um, I, I have a little bit more memory and affinity for the live-action version with Glenn Close, just because I think Glenn Close is a super fun Cruella de Vil. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, you know, 101 Dalmatians, the original, is a good movie, and I enjoy it. it I would say of the 30 movies on here, and I'm trying not to have any kind of recency bias, right? I feel like this is the most average of all of these movies. It is like the perfect middle tier movie for yeah. for all of the ones we've listed here. It is it is not bad, but it is not incredible. It's pretty average. So yeah, I think six fifteen sixteen is probably appropriate. I'll throw it at sixteen for now. That works. All right, that takes us to number thirteen. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, directed by Irvin Kershner in 1980. Hey, um, this is... Which one this is this? I don't be, know if I've seen this. This needs to rank extremely highly on the list. I feel very strongly about this. Yeah, and you think you're going to get some pushback from me? You and I have already had this discussion. We know that we are largely in agreement when it comes to Star Wars. Not 100%, but especially the original, like, five... I think arguably five is probably the best. Definitely the best of the original. 
un- unassailably the best Star Wars movie, in my opinion, and one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, if you want to just throw it at number one for now, I don't know. It's going to be it. hard to unseat it. I Let's do it. I was already pegging this as number one on my list, at least a top three. There were probably a couple of other ones that I'd, I'd at least entertain the conversation, but... There's so many elements that just make this incredible. We got the introduction of Yoda. We got the introduction of Boba Fett. We got some some good Darth Vader stuff. Lando, Billy D. Williams in this. Come on, come on. Love Billy D. Yeah. No, I I think there's a very good chance this movie ends up as our overall number one. Musically, visually, yeah. Foley effects. We were just talking about Foley effects the other day. I uh the 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 movie that spawned a million Hoth levels in video games. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I I'm I I'm sure people would rather hear us argue, but it's hard to argue. It's an incredible movie. We might argue about some other ones, not this one though, cuz boy, it's great. I I might actually just go watch this movie again. It's an all-timer. Can we take a break? I'm going to go watch this movie. Not right now. We just took a break. Okay, number 14 is Ben-Hur, director William Wyler, 1959. We have now reached another movie on this list that I have not seen and uh, admittedly know basically nothing about. I've seen pieces of this movie. And? It's kind of a Swords and Sandals epic, you know, Mm -hmm, uh, of mm -hmm. the type that was popular back then. I think kind of popularized by Ben-Hur in a lot of ways. We got so this is another Charlton Heston uh, religious film. Uh, this is uh, I think this is notable for some ways similar to um similar to 10 commandments as just an incredibly huge budget for the time. Ridiculous amount of money they spent on this movie and it certainly made a lot back. Uh this is also kind of, I'm sure it's not the first remake, but it's one of the biggest early remakes in in movies that I can think of because the original Ben-Hur was like the like 1919 or 1923 or something like that. Like, like one of the original early. moving pictures. Sure, it's, it, you know, and, and the big standouts from both of those movies is the chariot scene, which is one of the things I've seen and is a really remarkable piece of filmmaking. Uh, that, okay. is, that is worth that specifically is worth seeing. But that being said, did you this like is another it? this is another very long movie. This is a, a 212 minute movie. Hmm. So not yeah. not quite four hours. Sub-four. We're landing like yeah. in between Titanic and uh and Gone with the yeah, Wind. I mean, here. it's still three and a half. But okay. But where do you rank it? I mean, is it a is this a low tier movie? I'm, I would say this is sub Ten Commandments for me. Okay, I I haven't seen it all the way through, so you know maybe I'm not given the the full fair shake. But based on what I've experienced, I have I have more affinity for Ten Commandments, and they're similar movies in a lot of ways. And is it better or worse than Gone with the Wind? I haven't seen Gone with the Wind, uh, so I don't have. From what you know of Gone with the Wind, though. I well, I'll say better. I think better probably. Better than okay. We don't know about Doctor Zhivago. Mm-hmm. What about what you know of The Exorcist? I have a suspicion that I would probably like The Exorcist more than Ben Hur overall. That's my gut. Then I'm going to take what we have here and I'm going to shift them slightly, 
and I'm going to slot Ben Hur at 25. Okay, just so shifting Doctor Zhivago, Gone with the Wind, and Titanic down a few slots. Yeah, they they got shifted down a little bit. Throw Ben Hur right above that. There's a gap before getting to the Exorcist, and another gap before getting to the Ten Commandments. I we'll figure it out, but I feel yeah, like I'm okay with that for now. Okay. I don't know. Right, it, uh... So given that I haven't seen Doctor Zhivago, I haven't seen Ben Hur. I mean, of those two, and I haven't seen Ten Commandments of those three. Would you recommend that I see Ten Commandments first? Yeah, probably. I think so. Okay. Then I, I think the order is probably appropriate for now. I feel like I need to see Dr. Zhivago. There's enough people in my life that have mentioned it that I'm probably doing myself a disservice ranking it so I know, poorly without actually having seen it. I know it's considered good. That's about all I know about it. Okay, well, let's keep going. What's number 15? Number 15 is Avatar, directed by James Cameron, 2009. This is the Blue Aliens movie, not The Last Airbender, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Wow, what an incredible movie. The Last Airbender, hey, directed by M. No. Night Shyamalan. Not, uh, not, weirdly enough, not one of the 30 most money-making movies on the list. What? Uh, yeah, the, twi- so Avatar the twist is, is he uh, abandoned all the original material and created a piece of crap avatar is at 15 on the overall uh money making list here i think that for now is where it belongs on our list as well i think that the story of avatar is very flat and largely uninteresting but boy in terms of theater going experiences when i went and saw this movie in 3d for the first time i visually was absolutely blown away Cannot be overstated that, like, this was, like, visually, anyway, just in terms of effects and how the 3D effects looked and everything. Yeah. One of the coolest theater experiences I've ever had. However, it, the story of this movie is not very good. <laughs> no, it's so derivative and just blah and unremarkable, and the characters are just forgettable. It dances with wolves. It, it dances with wolves. It's, it's Fern Gully, if you've ever seen that animated movie and i loved uh-huh. that movie as a kid it, it was basically fern gully with blue people and i i agree that the visual effects are fine i can't do 3d glasses it gives me headaches really okay. and so long periods of time i i think i did do it for this movie and i just took some medicine ahead of time so that i would uh not be affected by it but there have been other instances where just my eyes and head start to hurt as a result of it as far as your assessment of the overall atmosphere i i guess i'm fine putting it middle i was more inclined to say it's probably a bottom middle tier um just i was so disinterested in the characters and the anger and the the derivativeness of it. I mean, what what was it called? Unobtainium? Really? They, they, here's the fun part. He didn't even make up that term. That's a, that's from a different sci-fi novel. Yeah, that's... Okay. And, and I didn't like the fact that their creative choices on some of the creatures was, well, what if it had more wings? Yeah. Wow. Real cool. Throw more wings on it and give it a crazy color scheme and it's a completely different animal. No, it's... It's just got different wings on it. Okay, well, whatever. 
Well, I could say... What if this bird had extra wings? Well... For me personally, I think I definitely like it more than Snow White. I think I like it more than 101 Dalmatians. Hmm. I don't know if I like it more than 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians has some pretty darn good music, and uh, it's a way more succinct movie. Doesn't have Sigourney Weaver, though, and I do like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, not a, not a big enough fe- effect for me. I would actually say this is right below 101 Dalmatians, maybe at 17. Yeah, I can live with that. Okay. I can live with that. So next at 16, we have Avengers Endgame. Anthony and Joe Russo, also known as the Russo Brothers. 2019. So of the Avengers movies, this is the... Uh, I can't say it's the final. It is the final in what we currently know, but... It's the most recent Avengers movie, the culmination of the first three phases of the MCU. Uh, I think they knocked it out of the park with this one. Yeah, I think this is an excellent movie. I I don't think everything in the movie works. Some of the Hawkeye stuff is maybe a little questionable. But for the most part, I think the vast majority of this work, this movie works really well, is a ton of fun, very good visual effects. and hits a point that they're never going to be able to do again. It's never going to have the same impact again, having the, just the raw amount of characters on screen in a big fight at the same time yep. that they built all these storylines to and everything. They did that. It was incredible. It just blew me away when I saw it in theaters the first time. Yep. And nothing, nothing they ever do again will ever hit like that. No, you're right. It really was the culmination of everything that, we had hoped it would be right. It was Iron Man as what I considered the first of, I think that's the first, right? Not chronologically, but Iron Man is the first movie that really sets us on this adventure. And we've been going through this for years and years at this point. It's what, uh, Iron Man's 2007. So it's 12 years between that and Endgame. But the Kevin Feige's planning abilities and just his high-level strategy for this entire approach, it's incredible. I, I agree that I don't think we'll ever in our lifetime, at least as far as superheroes are concerned, I don't think we're ever going to have as much of a satisfying culmination of so much. And right. and right at the end of that, after it was over, I was like, well, I'm done with superheroes for a while. Like <laughs> I, I, like, could... I, like I don't, I don't think this is the best. I don't think this is the best superhero movie out there by any means. Best uh, Avengers or excuse me, best Marvel cinematic you mean no, or just in general i i agree in general and not the best mcu movie okay However, i agree with that too um i i think this is it it ranks highly for me because it hit what it needed to hit really well it hit that big avengers assemble we got the whole crew together mm-hmm. there's the big specific moments with captain america and with iron man this and movie's all, three years know, old i things. think people um, don't want to hear about it we can spoil things a little bit i think it's okay sure. if you want to say certain you know, things ca- captain america picking up thor's hammer is extremely cool what? uh the scene they yeah. did with that and everything and uh and just all the stuff they do around the edges with all the different characters 
you know, again, not everything in this movie works, but for the most part, it's just a great time. And I really like this movie. I think it belongs in the top. There were top tier here. There were callbacks, right, to so many iconic lines throughout the entire series. It's, yeah, it's a top tier movie. I, I'm inclined to rank this above Jaws. Just my general feelings for this movie are, I would say, it's a better movie than Jaws. I don't know about that. Yep, it's better than episode uh, four as well. I don't know about that either. I I was thinking maybe at six. Mm, No, I, I think it's better than episode four. I think the impact of it for me emotionally and just as a result of that buildup it just, it, it's better. Episode four, at that point, when I first saw it, it was like, I heard about these these cool sci-fi movies that, actually, it was my grandma that liked them, and she recommended them to me. And they were great. I was happy she recommended it to them, but it's, it's not the same. Avengers Endgame was the end of an era for us. And to have superheroes be such a, focal point of of common the common person as opposed to just nerds for that time period it was awesome it was like yeah like you said 12 years 13 years of that mm-hmm. all right i'll i'll allow the at number three for now um, how, how about this you know. slotted in right between jaws and star wars yeah okay uh i i think we'll we'll see as we get further on down the list we'll see how we feel about it there and mm-hmm. especially I think the where this top ten is concerned might might see some rehashing, but we'll see. Okay. What's seventeen? Seventeen is Star Wars episode six, Return of the Jedi, directed by Richard Markand in nineteen eighty three. Mm-hmm. This is another movie I like a lot. Um uh, it's the worst of the three original trilogy movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still a great movie, you know, we've got the combination of your, of the, you know, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker battling it out and, and dealing with the Emperor and second Death Star and, uh, you know, Whoa, battle spoilers. On, on the forest mood of Endor. Uh, you got the whole opening sequence with, uh, Jabba's palace and the, the, the barge and everything, the Sarlacc pit. Just a ton of really great memorable stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it overall, doesn't hit as hard, in my opinion, uh, compared to the first two movies in the trilogy. And I think um, not as strong as some other Star Wars movies that have come out since the original trilogy. Uh, but still, still a great movie overall. The way I think about it, because I agree, six is not the best. But if I Every time I have gone back to watch the original trilogy, I always start with four, obviously. I always end up watching six, even though it's it's definitely not my favorite of the three. I watch it regardless. Uh I mean, I never not watch. I never skip it. I never watch four and five and go, you know what? I'm going to skip six this time. Nope, I finish it. I watch six every single time. And I've probably done that maybe 10 to a dozen times in my life. So... it's one of those things where I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to watch it because I really do enjoy it, but I agree with you. Not the top of the movies. Uh, it's better than sound of music though. So I I'd say it's a top, top yeah, 10, at least a nine. 
as I'm looking here, I I, I think we're hitting the point where sound music is definitely going to get bumped as I'm looking at what remains on this list to mm-hmm. put up here. I'll tuck it in at nine for now, I think. And then I think some stuff might get shifted around we'll later. We'll figure it out. Uh, but, but yeah. It's, okay. Uh, where yep. the, the, the space in the top ten is rapidly becoming a limited limited well, commodity. They all are. I mean, we're starting to fill these in. We only have uh, sure. you know 13 more the, to get through here. Right. So 18 is Jurassic Park, Steven Spielberg, 1993. Uh, I, I love this movie. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs are amazing. I mean, j- big, big creatures in general are amazing. I used to love Godzilla movies as a kid, but to see this one, and I, I didn't see it in 1993 because at that time I was quite young, but yeah, yeah I saw it a few years later and I, I wasn't as scared as I was of Jaws or The Exorcist, but I mean, it, it gave you just the right level of like freaked outness to want to go back and watch it again. And I, I've, I've watched it several times uh, throughout my life just sometimes introducing it to people sometimes just because like you want a movie on in the background while you play some video games or something like that. It's just, it's just a good movie and a lot of really iconic lines. Jeff Goldblum is amazing. And you know, I, the only, only problem I have with it is they spared no expense and yet they only have one guy running the it system, right? That's uh, (laughs) a Newman Uh Newman. Sam Neill is great in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> shoot, what's her name? I'm failing to think. Cannot think of the actress's name. Oh, this is killing me. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Love Laura Dern in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. There were many, uh, many scenes where you, you're just like, yeah, this is going to be a quotable line. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. think the big standout here, too, is um, the effects in Jurassic Park hold up. They still look really good. I saw this movie again probably about five years ago or so, and it it holds up in a way that most movies with visual effects from the early 90s extremely do not. Sure. They had a great budget, though, for, oh, yeah. for these dinosaurs. I, I think this is better than Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I agree. It's not as good as New Hope. But it's, yeah, it, I, I think squarely in that range. Can't throw it at eight for now. I, I think it's a great yep. movie good addition i think we're aligned here i i love this movie and when at this point like as we're starting to get through some of these the way i'm kind of thinking about it is and it it doesn't really make sense because people don't do this anymore but if i was flipping through the channels and i came across this movie (laughs) yeah would i stop and the answer to all of those is yeah absolutely oh jurassic park jurassic park yeah i'll watch some jurassic park but if I came to Sound of Music, would I stop for that? No, I got to be in the right mood for Sound of Music. So that's fair. That's fair. I think you're right. It's going to get bumped. But anyway, what's 19? 19 is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, directed by George Lucas in 1999. Oh boy. Mixed mixed feelings in a lot of ways in this movie. Um, some of the action scenes, the music, are just incredibly phenomenal, and most of the rest of the movie is not very good. There, um, there are a lot of things I like about this movie, and it came out when I was roughly 9, 10 years old, and mm-hmm. I remember going to the movie. I remember there being so much hype around it. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember... Do you remember, do you remember that like uh, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut and KFC had like 
the like the pogs yes contest it was like the monopoly okay. the, the mcdonald's monopoly thing where you collected the different colors and you got three of a kind you'd win win a thing i my friends and i were way into that so you day. actually you answered my question before i could even ask it i was going to say i don't remember which of the fast food chains did it but <laughs> yep, yep it's that uh and uh and, and then there were cups right you could get like a I don't know what it was. Burger King, Taco Bell, what I think it was Taco Bell. Actually, they had a, like you oh, get an extra food, large cup. Yeah. Is... Okay. So you had the extra large cup, and it had like Jar Jar Anakin's face on it. And I, mm-hmm. yep. I, I remember seeing this a lot. And there were toys. Yeah. I remember I got a Pod Racer like Christmas ornament, but it was sure it was it looked like Sebulba's Pod Racer. Um, it's a good looking Pod Racer. It's yeah. the coolest looking one. It's pretty badass. All right. So that being said, uh, I, I acting so much of the acting in this movie is so bad. It's true, but it's not as bad as two and three. And oh, okay. Hold on. Two is terrible, no doubt. But three is a better movie than this easily. I would say hating Christensen in three tears it down just a little bit. He's awful. He's better than he's better than he was in two. Yes. He's not yelling about how he hates sand in three. Anyway, but that's what we're talking about episode one here. Uh yes. And yeah. Uh you've got little Annie just not doing a great job, unfortunately. He did not deserve all the hate that he got and harassment that he got in the years afterwards. But he's just not very good in this movie. Uh I I love Natalie Portman as an actress. She's incredible in so many things. Star Wars is not one of them. She's fine here uh liam neeson and yeah uh, unfortunately i think queen amidala was written kind of underwhelmingly i don't think it was her acting that was the The, problem here i i think it was the character the dialogue in the the prequel trilogy is bad mostly across the board he's george lucas is working with some really interesting big picture ideas about how does a late republic uh start falling prey to fascism in mm-hmm. ways that especially start especially started digging into that more po- you know when this episode two comes out post 9-11 and everything and he oh, yeah. i think uh the the prequels really dig into that in some really prescient ways as we've seen how the last 20 years have played out um that being said he had a lot of cool ideas. He didn't express them especially well because <laughs> George Lucas is just a weird dude. Uh yeah. and but as far as this movie is concerned, I think Jar Jar Binks gets a lot more hate than what he actually deserves. I I actually liked that character. I liked the yeah, fact that the character kid. was so stupid and and, 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 and there's a character designed for kids. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I was nine ten at the time, whatever. But sure. at the same time, you know, looking at the character, it's I I don't know why people hate on it so much. I even now I've it's gone not, back and Jar-Jar's watched it and good. No, but it's not like he's not like the biggest war crime that's ever occurred in a movie. You know? Right. He's not the standout of his own species even. Right. I, I think Boss Nass is definitely the standout. But I, I would also point out that and you mentioned it, but the music in, in this movie is is very good. Duel, Duel of the Fates is the best Star Wars song, period. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Wow. I do like the. uh, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about when you said it, but I was thinking of the the celebratory parade at the end of the movie. I think Mm -hmm. when yeah the the Gungans are uh, doing their formations and anyway that that 
whatever their instruments are combined with the music that they created for it. I, I felt like that was just really good. And I've listened to that soundtrack several times, but the overall movie just, you know, so we can continue with the conversation here. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, I, I think, I think I like episode seven better than episode oh, one. Absolutely. It's not close, but, uh, and I like it more than 101 Dalmatians. I would say so. I'm actually inclined to rank it above Avatar and 101 Dalmatians in like maybe 15 right now, and I think there's going to be some shifting. But yeah, I think that's fair. I think I think we can put it there. Pretty pretty average movie apparently. Slightly above average, maybe. Well, we're talking about like the 30 most money making movies of all time. I don't know that I would say that. I I I think I don't think phantom menace is an average movie i think it is a, a poor movie overall i would say with some really excellent moments uh but middle of this list anyway maybe my, maybe my take average. is just that of a you know a millennial that was a nerd pretty average I'm also that. yeah i know but <laughs> we, we don't agree 100 percent of the time number 20 the lion king Minkoff and Roger Allers, 1994. So I love The Lion King. This, oh, yeah. This was. This is, top, this is a top tier movie. Okay. Well, easy. I, I thought I was going to have to it's, fight you on that one. <laughs> this, is, this is the best Disney movie, period. Whoa. Better than Emperor's New Groove? Yes. Yes. I love Emperor's New Groove. Very near and dear to my heart. Lion King's mm. a better movie. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, great movie. Right? But, it's it's excellent. Oh man, it's so hard to compare The Lion King to like Jaws or Avengers Endgame or are you? Would you say it's better or worse than that middle pack of of items we have there? I I think I'd be comfortable tucking it in at number eight, the blank slot right now, which is in between Jurassic Park and Star Wars Episode Six. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think I would be right. Okay, tucking it right in there. Um, you know, a lot of James Earl Jones representation in this top ten, as it turns out. Hmm. Well, I several Star Wars movies. I feel like that's kind of sure. cheating, but hey, okay, he's in Lion King as well. Sure, yeah. I'm gonna move that up there, but yeah, I I love Do just it. about everything about this movie. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack. It it has. The general I think it looks per- great. The color palette and everything. That's the style of animation. They oh, do. I love the looks color better. Palette. Looks better than every single other Disney movie that came before it. I also love the Sega Genesis game that spawned as a result of this. And sure. I or the Super have, Nintendo one. If you, or the, if it's the same. If you were that it's inclined. the same game, but it's different console. But it's the exact same game. I I love the, that game though. I've played it so many times. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It is very hard. I the stupid giraffes they tilt their head and you fall off. God. Or or like the uh the stampede you got to try to move out sure. of the way of the, anyway. Um it's not as hard as Aladdin. I feel like Aladdin was a lot worse. Yeah, that one's actually more significantly different between this Nest version and the Genesis version. Hmm. But hey, not not uh, not what we're talking it? about right now. Lion King. Top 30 top grossing video games of all time. Very no, no. Okay. So before Ly- before yes. we dig. Yes into these final 10 items here i'm just going to do a quick rundown of what's in each tier right now just to I feel like people might have lost track from where we are so i'm going to do a quick rundown of what's in each tier yeah go for it 
Uh, top tier movies right now are Empire Strikes Back, Jaws, Avengers Endgame, A New Hope, Jurassic Park, The Lion King, Return of the Jedi, and The Sound of Music. Middle tier movies right now are uh, The Force Awakens, The Phantom Menace, 101 Dalmatians, Avatar, E.T., and Snow White. And then lower tier movies currently are The Ten Commandments, The Exorcist, Ben-Hur, Dr. Zhivago, Gone with the Wind, and Titanic. Yeah, I mean, when you just run through it that way, I have no problem with what you just said. I would agree completely. Yep. All right. Well, let's start digging into this last block of 10 here. And then maybe we take a break before uh, kind of our final set of adjustments. Sure. Let's keep going. What's number 21? Number 21 is The Sting, directed by George, George Roy Hill in 1973. I love this movie. So much so that you recommended it to me recently, and by sheer lucky random happenstance, it was available on a flight that I was on, and so I had the, the opportunity to actually watch that movie. And yeah, it was great. It was a great movie. I, I Paul Newman, Robert Redford. Yeah. I, and my, my favorite heist movie. My favorite con slash heist movie, if you kind of lump all those together. Uh, yeah, I, we're not going to get into that discussion. I, I would say maybe I'm spoiled slightly. This is a 1973 movie. And I think when we were discussing it, you pointed out to me that I have had exposure to a, a number of heist movies or twists to this point. And so I felt the final twist was predictable. But at that time, if I were to put myself in their shoes or anybody's shoes that was going to see this movie, there's no way you could have seen that coming. I, I feel like it it was a an excellent twist, a great way to end the movie, and I would have been very satisfied if I had seen it years ago, I think. Especially before, like, an Ocean's Eleven. Oh, this is better than Ocean's Eleven. I don't know if I agree with that, but we're not getting into oh, that Oh, it's right not. Now. It's not close. It's not even close. We're not getting I into love that Ocean's right Eleven. It's we're not getting movie. into that right now. The Sting has to be top tier. I want to put it at top tier, but I, I, it's not a top three movie. I, it, no, 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 no. Let's bump sound of music. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I'm okay with that. We're bumping sound of music down to 11 here. I think if he, uh, you know, like you like you were saying before, is it better than this one? Is it worse than this one? I think I like this movie more than the Lion King, but not as much as Jurassic Park. Mm, no, I like Lion King better. Um, mm. I Lion King just I mean I grew it's very up good. with the Lion King, right? I mean J JTT, right? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Matthew Broderick is teenage slash adult Simba. T T teenage mutant ninja Simba. No. And then there was uh what's her name? Whoopi Goldberg is one of the hyenas, right? Sure. Oh yeah. It's quite the cast. It is a great a great cast. Jer Jeremy Irons is Scar. Yeah. Jeremy Irons is Scar. That I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a great cast. I I felt like overall the casting Long in that movie was wonderful. The king. I It's so difficult to compare the Sting to the Lion King. Just But we're doing it. They're drastically <laughs> different movies. I know we have to do it, but they don't mean the same thing to me, and oh man, I, I'm still inclined to say Lion King is better. 
I it means more to me. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lion King's still a solid eight to me, and I would rather move Star Wars Return of the Jedi down. Okay. And we'll do that for now. We'll do that for now. And then uh I appreciate your uh, revisit later. Appreciate your willingness to work with me on this, but I have a feeling that you and I are gonna have some tough decisions coming up very soon. Oh agreed. Agreed. Uh, starting right now, number 22, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, or just known as the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Steven Spielberg, 1981. God, what a good movie. This is this has to be top tier. Again, this has to be top tier. This is what I was afraid of. <laughs> uh, this is better than Jaws. Yeah, I would actually just, I was going to say that. Is it better than Jaws? Yes, it's a number three, I think. I don't know I... that I'm willing to put it at number two yet, because I I don't know, but actually looking at the rest of the list, would I put it at number two? I think I yeah, like... Yeah, actually, I... Go ahead, go ahead. I think I like Last Crusade better than Raiders. A little bit. It's very mm. close, but a little bit. But but Last Crusade's not on this... Not in the top 30. Yeah, why... So, why would... Why do you like Last Crusade better? Sean Connery, mostly. Hmm. I like the whole ending sequence with the, the, the Invisible Path and all that stuff as well it doesn't have the melting guys like graders does though true Some good old melting nazis is is a really affecting scene even today they melted those wax dummies real good and it's gruesome indiana jones the last crusade by the way is number 115 on this list so not not quite making the cut no I, <laughs> just uh just after monsters incorporated which also oh i love that movie too fantastic movie so we can agree, though, Raiders is above Jaws. God, I really, really like Raiders. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the one I've seen the most, because that's my mom's favorite. I certainly, like, we can agree, they're both better than Temple of Doom. It, oh, obviously. But something about, again, iconic nerdiness, somebody who's a history buff, an archaeologist, right? That belongs in a museum. Like, yeah, all right. But just something about that, having the, that guy that's just he's so cool and suave. And oh, man. Harrison I, Ford. Harrison Ford. And Indiana just, Jones, just, I think, is what kind of so propels well. Harrison Ford from being just, just Han Solo to, hey, this guy is definitively kind of an action star for a generation. Yeah, he's just the, defa- the default cool guy in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Feel like I, I sound so derivative right now, but it's hard to argue with it. I mean, it's it's just so good. That makes three Spe- Steven Spielberg movies in the top ten. Turns out pretty good director a lot of the time. Yeah, we should probably move E.T. up there, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. Number twenty three, The Graduate. Mike Nichols is the director on that, and it came out in 1967. I have not seen this movie through all the way. I've seen, I think, like, the first half-ish of it. Hmm. And what was your thought of the first half that you had seen? I remember thinking it was pretty good. Not, like, super strong feelings on it. I think, or I don't remember why exactly. I think it was, like, being watched at a friend's house or something. Hmm. And then, like, I had to go for whatever reason, so I never got to finish it. And then I never went back to it. So I guess if I, like, really felt strongly about it, I probably would have gone back to it since then. But I have not. Which is unfortunate because, and, and I think I mentioned this to you previously, but the ending of this movie is incredible. And it, it really just drives home 
the full weight of their decisions up to that point and, and the direction that they're heading and having a, uh, just an, a great soundtrack as well playing to, to really emphasize the point. I, I loved this movie when I watched it. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, given that it's, it's a little bit older of a movie, but it's just so well done. I, I, I do love Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman's great. Young Dustin Hoffman in this, and man, it, I really, really like this movie, but but it's not a low tier. Definitely not a low tier to me. No, um, I, I, I think that's fine. In in looking at it, I I think I rank it above E.T. I I'm I would say it's hmm. Oh, this is where things start to get interesting because we got to start making some shifting. Uh, Avatar. How would I rank it versus Avatar? You know what? I actually I think I'd probably rank it just below Avatar. It's, when we have an open slot there, I I would say it's like an 18. It's a great movie. I would definitely watch it again, and I would I would recommend other people watch it. I'm happy to defer to you on that one just because I have not seen it all the way through and it's been a very long time since I've seen the half that I did see. Yep. I, I suggest you go back and watch the second half. Maybe start at the beginning to refresh yourself, but it's a worthwhile watch for sure. Number 24. Four. 24. Fantasia. Now this one, director, we had James Algar and others. There are several people who uh, directed this one because it, it's such a compilation. segments. I mean, there's yeah, the live action compilations where they're talking to the audience and then there's, you know, breaking the fourth wall. And then there's the other portions where it's all animated and, and each of the animated is done in a, a different distinct style, depending on what it is that you're uh, whatever the music that's playing. I, I will say I love this movie. I oh, really I, I really, really enjoyed it quite a bit as a kid. And I watched it within the last month. Uh, we were watching it with the the little kids, and yeah, I I still really like it. I think there's a lot of parts of it that still hold up as far as the the tales that are being told. And to reemphasize the point, we have a series of books in my my son's room, and and I was reading to him the other night. And one of the books that we were reading is about the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it's the Mickey Mouse story of how he, sure, you know, did the brooms and. Yen Sid. Yeah, exactly. Yen Sid. Huh? Funny. Huh? Disney backwards. Right. So I really like Fantasia. I, I don't I don't know that I like it more than Star Wars Episode 7 or Episode 1. I think I like I it think, more than 101 Dalmatians, though. I think Fantasia is extremely boring and not interesting. Really? Yeah, it does nothing. Nothing for me at all. Yeah, you, you don't like good music, though. Sure I do. No, you like you too. <laughs> you have your only your opinion on that is just because of South Park. You've stated as much. Mm, I may have stated as much, but that doesn't mean it's true. So, as far as Fantasia is concerned, yeah, I, I would. So, I would put it above Hundred One Dalmatians. But no way, no way. I would. I'm saying I would. Where would you put it if if you were putting it on this list? Like behind Ten Commandments. Hmm. Definitely lower tier. Fantasia's so good. It's so boring. No, there's beautiful imagery. Dance with Sugar Plum Fairy. I mean, a lot of my association to some of this early 
classical music is is because of my introduction to it through this and i, I like so, yeah, the dinosaur my, my vector scenes for, and... my vector for appreciation of classical music was mostly just through my mom playing it <laughs> and yeah. not through the movie specifically um hmm. i would be okay if you want to if we want to drive a compromise here it's better than snow white i would white. be okay tucking it above snow white i like snow white more than fantasia but i don't feel super strongly about snow white you know I also what? don't feel super strongly about Fantasia. Okay. How about this? Because I feel like you've, you've given me a couple on this one. Why don't you move Ten Commandments down to 22 and put Fantasia right above that? Okay. I can live with this. Fantasia. I still think Fantasia is better than Snow White. And I really like the music, but... I, I Like, for me, it's close. I think Snow White's, like, a little bit better than Fantasia. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get on to our most controversial topic, number twenty-five. Go ahead. Twenty-five is The Godfather, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, nineteen seventy-two. Again, this is a movie that I don't think either of us has seen, and this is why it's going to be controversial. I have not seen this movie. You have not seen this movie. I I I have seen a couple of key scenes, like maybe oh, sure. maybe so two I, key but... scenes. And uh, I, I am willing to give The Godfather a little bit of a boost here just because of just how much stuff I really like that is directly referential to The Godfather. Hmm. I, I hesitate to even rank it because I don't... Well, we I have know, to rank it. We got to put 30 on the list. I know, I know, I get that, but I, I'm, I'm more likely to defer to you. I, I don't feel any strong feelings about this movie because I feel like I've been pressured into watching it by so many people and yet I still haven't watched it. Some of that might yeah. have been out of just pure stubbornness at this point because so many people have told me, "Oh, you've never seen The Godfather? It's incredible. It's the best movie of all time." It's like, "Have you not seen Lord of the Rings? Have you not seen Star Wars?" Like mm. I I probably would have seen the godfather by now if my wife wasn't actively opposed to watching it and just had no interest in it uh probably would have found my way to watch it if that hadn't happened if she wasn't just not interested in it at all um but also i never su pushed super hard for it because i'm like i don't know i, I yeah, also feel like it's a pretty it's one of those movies movie. you feel like it's one of those movies where you feel like you probably should watch it rather than you actively want to you know yeah, it's like a three-hour movie almost i think Wait, yeah i, I, I just, believe that's true that's not not to say that that's a problem, because obviously Lord of the Rings, all of those movies are significantly long as well. But I don't know, just something about it. I haven't been able to get over that initial hump of like the stars haven't aligned. Like the movie hasn't been available to me at a time where I'm like, I, I can commit time and pay attention to this movie and really like take it in for what it is. But I also feel like there's this huge buildup at this point where if I watch it and I'm I'm going to be hypercritical about it. I'm worried that I'm going to be too critical and then I'm not going to like it. Or I'm worried that I won't be critical enough and, and I'll just be, I don't know, some other statistic on this movie. I just, ah, it's so difficult to evaluate when you haven't watched this movie. I'm sure I have a feeling I, I think... I'm going to like it better than Snow White. How about that? Can I throw that? For me, I, where I'm mentally placing it is I, I view it in a similar lens that I view The Exorcist on. This is a movie I should probably watch for historical significance purposes, but I haven't 
I've no that hasn't pushed me to the point where I've actually watched it, you know. So of the four now that I have not seen, and I believe yes, I've seen all the rest of these. So the Ten Commandments, Ben Hur, Doctor Zhivago, and The Godfather. Which one do I need to watch first? Of those for, four. For me, I would say of the ones that I haven't watched any of. I, I, which includes Exorcist, Dr. Zhivago. Is this the only two that I haven't watched any of? Oh, E.T. Um, the Godfather is probably the one I'm most interested in watching. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But you have an affinity for E.T., so I, 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 I'm, I, I don't see it ending up above E.T. Well, I don't know. Maybe it will. I... Is it a slow burn movie? I I feel like I don't even know enough to evaluate. Is it one of those movies that like it it, it builds over time and it, it there's a lot of dialogue I don't know. and it, see, probably I don't know either. I don't. I, it seems like it'd be that kind of movie, but it, it seems like there's also some action to it. I, okay. Um. If you're saying somewhere near ET, I'm fine with that. Above or below, I don't. I don't have strong. Do we want to. We want to maybe bump Snow White down and put it there. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, shifting. Oops, I've 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 made a mistake. Snow I'm White shifted the titles down. Snow White has fallen. Oh, geez, what'd you just do? Did I screw something up? Oh, yep. I did. I did. Kids these days. Just I'm just trying to cut shift this out because I've. Stalled the podcast too long. It's fine. Okay, we Snow White. Around. Snow White has in fact fallen into the third tier as a result of yep. the Godfather. I I have a feeling that's probably appropriate. I don't know yep. where I would rank it, and I feel like I've done a disservice to this podcast a little bit by not having gone through and seen seeing that movie in particular of those. It's true. Four. It's true. You are a failure. You haven't I'm seen not, it either. Let's, let's oh, continue. Okay. Yeah, right. um, number, 26, number 26. Forrest Gump. Robert Zemeckis, 1994. Obviously not the only movie that Robert Zemeckis is known for. The only one. Weird. Yeah, Forrest Gump, the only one. So this is Forrest Gump is no Back to the Future Part 1, but it's pretty good. And it's better than the other Back to the Future movies. Forrest Gump. I would agree with those statements. I I've seen this movie several times. It yeah. is one of those movies where killer soundtrack. Yeah. Amazing soundtrack. But also I feel like it, it's kind of a derivative soundtrack at this point, because I have you ever seen a movie scene like the war in Vietnam and not had fortunate son playing as they're going, going in the, well, chopper? that wasn't like, the movie that uh, that's not the movie that did that. Originally, okay. But, uh, <laughs> But yes, that is the that's the trope at this point. Yeah, Cre- Credence is the Vietnam War band. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't know if they uh, feel good or bad about that, but um, I it's a pretty good movie. You know, I, I it yeah, it's I a like it. feel good movie in a lot of ways. It covers Lieutenant a, Dan. It, yeah, right. Bubblegum Shrimp Company. It covers a wide variety of of topics that were relevant at the time. It just just in general, you know, the free love movement, the MLK stuff, it, it covers 
per- perceivably it's like HIV AIDS was uh, part of the conversation, even though it's never explicitly stated. Uh, the war, obviously, and, and just it's a great the, it's the a great Cold movie war. for boomers. I mean, I agree with that, but I also think look, it's a good here's movie a look for at boomer us. history, you know. Yeah, okay, it's a great movie from that perspective. Yes, but there's there's something about him being dumb that I I don't know. He just he played it. It's like he's not dumb, but he is at the same time. I it's hard to explain, right? It's not. It's he's not even aware that he's dumb. Stupid is as stupid does, I guess, but that. That is a great movie. Just a just a really solid movie. And it's one of those ones that if I was flipping channels, I probably would stop on it because I feel like it's got good rewatchability. It's it's really goofy in a lot of ways. All the, the scenes where they're like editing Tom Hanks into historical footage and stuff like that. It's like <laughs> yeah. fun and silly in a lot of ways. Just it's it's just it's a good it's a movie that's a good time. It I sh- think I think shows the president solidly. his butt, yeah. Solidly deserves its spot in the middle tier. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Would we say it's not as good as Sound of Music? No, 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 no. But I was gonna say, compared to Star Wars, is it is it better or worse than Episodes Seven and One? It's definitely better than Episode One for sure. Uh, I'd put it above Seven, like right above Seven. I think. Yeah, all right. I'm good with that. All right. Number 27, what is it? Number 27 is Mary Poppins, directed by Robert Stevenson in 1964. We're back to Julie Andrews. I feel uh, like you have strong s- opinions on this one. Uh, significantly worse movie than Sound, uh, of, Sound music. of Music. But yeah, but I just as far as the movie itself, though. It's fine. And I, don't, I don't love it. I, I, what I really love is the, the YouTube horror recut that somebody did where they made it look like the trailer for Mary Poppins was actually a horror movie. And she's, she's like attacking the kids and using her magic. Like anyway, I I think there's some iconic things in this again, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not my favorite movie. I don't know that I've ever had a, a choice of this and other movies and ever chosen Mary Poppins. So, um, definitely below, Definitely below, oh man, it's probably below The Godfather. Yeah, definitely below The Godfather. Um, yeah. Do we want Snow to, I, I think I like Snow White more than Mary Poppins. I don't feel strongly enough about this. I think I like Fantasia more, but. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I do what like if we, What if it's more. right below Fantasia? Yeah, that's fine. Shift. And it's a one that we both see, but we don't really feel that strongly about. Yeah, Mary so. Poppins, whatever, that's fine. Mary Poppins. Number 28, Grease, Randall Kleiser, 1978. You have not seen seen this movie. Uh, I don't really like John Travolta most of the time. I don't mind him in this. I don't really see him as the guy. I mean, it is obviously John Travolta, but he's much better in Pulp Fiction. Um, Largely, though, the draw for this movie is just the the hate i'm i'm so upset with myself for continuing to use this word but there there's something iconic about this movie you my know, wife the, adores it yeah and my wife really likes it as well i just think it's okay 
kind of underwhelming, actually. Uh, the songs aren't even that good. And then the ending kind of makes no sense to me. Um, if my wife could hear you, she would be yelling at you. Well, your wife's not ranking this, so tell her to sure. get a podcast and do something with that information. Uh, I, no, I, I'm not saying that this movie is great. I would say it's it's pretty it's a low tier movie for me. I would say it's probably below The Exorcist. And okay. I I mean, let's see what's left on the list after this. OK, so, yeah, actually, what I what I'm inclined to do is and I'll just go ahead and I'll make some mo- movements here. I think we just found our worst movie uh, because looking at the last two, I would not say they are worse than this movie. Oh, so. we're about to have an argument then. Oh, shit. Okay, so, yeah, uh, I would say slot it in right there. Number number 26. Okay. So, Greece is going at 26 for now. Which takes us to 29. The Avengers. The Avengers. The Josh first Whedon. Avengers. 2012. I really like this movie a whole lot. What's not to like? They, it, it did the team up. You know, again, not the very first team up superhero movie, the first really big MCU one. Yep. And it it was, it was the end I, of the I first think phase? Endgame hits. Sorry, what was that? Was this the end of the first phase? I think. Yeah. This yeah. this is the culmination of the first phase. Yep. And I think they just knocked it out of the park. It's a really fun time. Um, kind of that Joss Whedon influence starts happening for better or for worse. You may agree or disagree uh, on the overall long-term effect of this on the MCU, but this kind of sets the tone for the MCU going forward oh, yeah. in terms of the snarky, snarkier dialogue and that style of humor. And the shawarma. That Joss Whedon had very popular in his uh, some of his previous TV shows, especially stuff like Buffy. Yep. Uh, I think this is a great movie. I don't think it's as good as Endgame is, personally. You're not going to get disagreement um, from me. Um, is it a is it a top tier movie? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, it's a top tier movie here. I would. Uh, oh man, um, sorry, I'm looking. I don't think it's as good as Jurassic Park. I so okay. You are you reading my mind right now? Because I was just going to say I think it's better than Lion King, but I don't yeah, know that it's better than Jurassic I think, Park. I th- I think we are aligned there. I'm going to shift. Yeah, go for it. Shift it up, and, up a little bit, and then yeah. we're gonna move Avenge the Avengers. So into the one spot of our combined list that is not filled is number twelve, and I have a feeling this this one is not going to be a number Agreed. twelve. So, um, let, let number thirty is Jurassic World. Colin Trevorrow, right? This movie what, needs to be the worst movie on twenty fifteen. No, what? This is the this is. Probably the worst big budget movie I have ever seen, in my opinion. This movie is dog shit. No. It's terrible. It sucks so much. Oh my God. It's oh my. so bad. Man, you really saved it for the end, didn't you? What what is it about this movie that you hate? Everything is so stupid. Just everything they do. Like, there's one good Jurassic Park movie, and it's the first one. Every single other one. Okay. I didn't watch the newer ones past Calm Jurassic down. World because I hated, I hated Jurassic World so much that I was like, I'm not watching any of these other ones. But uh, a public sentiment on those movies seemed to be the, the ones after Jurassic World seems to be they're pretty bad. Especially mm. that latest one. People really did not like that movie. Uh, okay. But we're Jurassic not talking World about itself, those yes. Jurassic World itself got was more positively received. 
but I, in my opinion, it is a terrible, terrible movie. Because it is the I think the entire storyline is stupid. I think Chris Pratt's character is terrible. I, I'm not I'm not one of the Chris Pratt overall haters. I I've really enjoyed Chris Pratt and some stuff. I think he sucks in in Jurassic World. The stupid Velociraptor Whisperer stuff they do just does not work. It's incredibly stupid. He's not fun to watch in the movie. Um, again, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, an actress I like a lot in a lot of other things. I don't think she's any good in these. Uh, Jurassic, my big, biggest complaint about the original Jurassic Park is those kids are pretty annoying, but boy, they're one-upped by the kids in Jurassic World who are just a disaster to watch every single time they're on the screen. This movie is terrible. Easy number 30. No, I like it way more than Titanic. I, there's no way I'm letting this get lower than Titanic. It, it's just... I, I can see what some of what you're saying, for sure, right? The, the kids are absolutely awful. They keep making horrible decisions in ways that I'm just like, okay, they're purposely writing these kids to be pains in the asses. And, okay, whatever. That I'll I'll let that slide. Um, as far as Chris Pratt's character, I enjoyed his character. I don't mind the Velociraptor Whisperer kind of thing because I think that gives it a sl- slightly different tone, a little bit of a different element. Like it doesn't he, make any sense. He's the master trainer. He's the beast. Who cares? Master. They're dinosaurs. I care because they're dinosaurs. Nobody it's else. It's directly can- counter to everything in that first movie. I don't think it's completely counter. He's what if what if there was a dinosaur that was bigger than the T Rex? It was no, no, no. Cooler. Hold on, hold on. Stop. You're you're missing the Velociraptor point here, right? He he has a little bit of a bond with them, right? Having been with them since they were born, since they were hatched, um, and and has started to create a little bit of a bond. The whole point of that is they are re-emphasizing the point of the first movie by proving that it doesn't matter that you were. It, uh, with them since they were hatched because they're dinosaurs and chaos ensues and they're going to turn on you because they are wild creatures and even though we believe that he can or he believes that he can tame them or control them or whatever and does so in a very small portion of that movie I, I think it's a larger commentary on our inability to tame any kind of wild animals, despite the fact that they're dinosaurs. I appreciate that they tried to go this angle, though, because the the dinosaurs themselves, up to this point, have not even it hadn't even been considered. So I I think I it, hear it's I hear fine. your argument. I'm gonna counter with the scene where he's driving the motorcycle and they're all running along with him. So stupid. Okay, yeah, that Doesn't is that is sense. really really stupid, but. He's not the pack leader. I I agree. This it's a that's a little bit of a weird thing going on. They're they're stretching it too far. Yes, but the new dinosaur, uh, the name evades me at the moment. They whatever they named it to make it sound cooler or sound like uh-huh. it was uh, mean or whatever. Like I I feel like that dinosaur is unremarkable, and I I don't really care for the fact that they're trying to create a super dinosaur right and they did it with experimental dna and and they're trying the to indominus create, that's what it was the indominus rex so oh my god i i didn't i didn't really like that uh portion of it but i did like the fact that it tricked them so that they would go into the cage because it had cloaked its own heat signature i thought that was that was great i love a good big monster movie and i've said that before but i'll say it again 
this one does not disappoint from that perspective because the Indominus Rex, even though I'm kind of underwhelmed by it, I think is fine. Just basically, just at very basic level, maybe a little underwhelming, but it's fine. But then we see some of the other creatures that are out there, right? And it fights the T-Rex, and it has a brush with the the sea creature, right? Which, I, I don't know, maybe that was predictable that it was going to end that way, but maybe I, I feel like it the world of dinosaurs, because of my enjoyment of Jurassic Park, I was more than willing to sit through this movie and to try to enjoy it. And I think I've seen it twice at this point. Um, I I have no problems with this movie. It's not a great movie. It's not a top tier movie by any means, but I don't think it's the dog shit movie that you think it is. It's, it's no Titanic, right? It didn't sink like the Titanic. And I mean that Titanic is 10 times the movie of Jurassic world. No, no way. Absolutely not. Nope. You're, you're saying Greece is better than Jurassic world. Yeah, you have, have not to say that it, your wife is uh, in the room. Sorry, yeah. oh, maybe not in the room. I'd but. rather I'd wa- I'd rather watch Greece for the first time than watch Jurassic World again. Would you rather watch Gone with the Wind? Yes. Oh no, I don't believe that for a second. I really? would rather watch like any other movie than watch Jurassic World again. It's so bad. I think you you said you were not a Chris Pratt hater, but based on this commentary, I think you are a Chris Pratt hater. No, I love the Guardians movies. They're they're great. Nah, I, I think that's I, about, I think that's about all I've seen them in. Besides this and that, and those in Jurassic World. Oh man, I bet you can't wait for Super Mario. His voice is underwhelming in that, based on those trailers. Okay, well, I I don't know what to tell you, man. I, we might be at an impasse here. I'm. It's not a, a number thirty. I I would say it's a. It's a pretty, a a pretty high low tier movie for me. It's better than Snow White. I would much rather watch this movie no again way. than Snow White. No yeah. way. I, I'd compromise with a twenty nine. No. Z- oh, <laughs> zero chance that I watch Snow White again. Definitely a chance that I will watch Jurassic World. Nah, you'll I, watch Snow White again. You have children. They don't watch this movie. They have never once selected this movie. It'll happen. Eventually. No, no, well, you'll be in the room when it's played or part mm, of it. Doubtful. Only, only if my wife seeks it out. And at that point I'll put headphones in and, uh, and, uh, turn on Jurassic world on my phone and watch it there. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a break here and then we'll come. Cause we're, we're da- We're in it now. We're in the, where is all this stuff going to end up? The meat and potatoes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, All right, we'll, we'll come, come back. back and we'll we'll finish out this list. Okay. Fine. Stick around, folks. Welcome back, everyone. If you made it this far, then I'd like to think that you are enjoying yourself at least a little. In that case, an honest rating or a review or simply referring a friend would go a very long way to help get the word out. And from the few metrics that we've seen recently, it seems like maybe we're slightly starting to catch on a little. I like to think that there's something to the innate nature of arguing with your friends that people just relate to and can enjoy. So with that being said, thank you for listening. We're going to wrap up 
number 30 Jurassic World discussion. And we're going to hopefully come to a, a final list here momentarily. And uh, let, yeah, let's see what happens. Before we go back into Jurassic World, the movie that is worse than Now You See Me. Um, Jesus. Let's uh, oh, I want to talk a about quick- a hot take look at the existing list no i don't want to read through it i mean i feel like we're just about to read through it after we we're not gonna read through it i'm saying let's look at the existing list right now okay and talk about and and see do we feel like moving anything i i think can we can we safely agree that jurassic world is going to end up in the lower tier unfortunately i i don't know that i'm going to be able to convince you otherwise so yes i i think that's fine okay with I'm that gonna, in mind, all five Star Wars movies end up in the top fourteen. All right. I, I, I think I think Phantom Menace is too high still. Really? I do. But mm, aren't you the one that placed it above 101 Dalmatians? You're the one who wanted it uh, up as high as it was. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not complaining with the order. Um, I could drop I could drop Phantom Menace down to like twenty. Whoa, that's a pretty big drop. Um, I love, like I said, I love the music. I love the action scenes. No, I like I it better than Liam e. Neeson, and I love uh, Ian McGregor. And most of the rest of that movie is not very good. Uh, Darth Maul is a great villain. Yep. What's his species again? His he race. is a Zabrak. That's right. He's a male Zabrak. The females don't have the horns. Hmm. All right, don't move anything yet. Let me. I'm still considering. I think I'd rather watch The Phantom Menace again than watch Snow White again. I'd rather watch The Phantom Menace again than watch The Godfather for the first time. Yeah, those are more like around the same for me, honestly. I'd rather watch Phantom Menace than The Graduate. I like The Graduate, but I think I'm more likely to watch The, the Phantom Menace. I, unlike watching four and five, though, I will not continue from one onto two and three. Likely, I will just watch one and then call it a day. Attack of Clones is so bad. Um, do you think that E.T., as, as the person who's watched these two movies, do you think E.T. belongs below The Graduate still? Yes. Okay. I'm fine with this then. I'm looking at our top tier list. I really don't think I would change anything on the top tier. I'm really happy with where that is. Yes. Are we comfortable saying that's set in stone? Yeah, I would. I don't know what else I would put up there, you know? No, yeah. I think our top 10 is our top 10. Okay. Oh, man. Um, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to win you over on this. I think, I think you have very strong, visceral opinions on this, but I, I feel like you're letting a few things really skew you hard to one side because as we looked up during our break here the metacritic on this or the not the metacritic the tomato meter and the audience uh, uh view this movie fairly positively i think it was like 71 i don't give a shit about the tomato meter i yeah. give a shit about this movie sucks I, I i did make an erroneous statement earlier i said it's the worst big budget um action movie i'd ever seen i'm wrong on that uh the i think 2014 teenage mutant ninja turtles movie produced by <laughs> michael bay is worse than this movie yeah that's a, that's a real bad movie I, that one bad. i won't disagree it's with. very bad it's very very bad um mm. but i adjusted for Jurassic inflation World. i mean where does that even stand not um, not top 30 
I would imagine not top 100. I would hope not top 100. <laughs> we were, if we were going to start talking about budgets, like I'm sure we could find, uh, well, I guess in the adjusted is probably a little bit different. Anyway, we're starting to top get... 10 movies that lost money. Uh, that might actually be interesting. Ooh, yeah. Something to think about. Um, all right. In thinking about it, you have a pretty strong feeling about this movie. I enjoyed this movie. I would definitely watch it again. But I don't feel strongly enough to try to pull it up into anything other than just the low tier. I I don't think you have given it a fair shot. And I, I would I would say you actually need to watch this movie again because I will not people Absolutely largely not. agree that this was an enjoyable movie for people who are willing to just see it as what it is a fictional like outside the realm of possibility movie and it's okay, just okay an you, can't, interesting... you can't throw that argument you can't throw that argument at me why because... not because okay so yes obviously this is fiction yes it's not realistic of course the majority of the movies we, that are in this top 30 et is not a realistic movie uh, That's not what you said. Raiders earlier. of the Lost Ark is not a realistic movie, right? However, they have their own internal consistent logic that remains the same throughout the movie, throughout the franchise it's part of, right? Ah, uh, I mean, so you're equating it with movie. Jurassic Park, which is not correct because Jurassic World is its own franchise in my mind. Oh, I am come not on. allowing it's, it to it be. Is a, part it is of a sub franchise of Jurassic Park. Not unlike the prequels are a sub franchise of Star Wars, but they're still the same larger, same, same contiguous story. They brought the characters back from Jurassic Park one and put them in the third Jurassic World movie and and in the second one. uh, uh, What's his name? I can't think of the character name. Goldblum, the actor Uh, Jeff Goldblum is in the second one. Uh, it, It is very clearly supposed to be the same world, same contiguous story. Hmm. and they just the 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 type of storytelling they go for and the the internal logic is dramatically different than that first movie i don't care about jurassic park 2 and 3 they're terrible movies also especially 3 <laughs> but uh i i i think that jurassic world uh just doesn't work on any level i don't know that i want to argue with you on this too much but i i will not let it be number 30 there's there's no way this movie is worse than titanic i don't like titanic it, it will not kill me to see titanic as being the worst movie on this list because i really don't like that movie all right this is a big concession i feel like but i'm i'm willing to allow this to be number 29 on the list because i don't think you're gonna back down from this and the like think about it this way scott you just pushed Fantasia up one higher. Fantasia's almost mid-tier now. Look at that. It, I think Fantasia's look what you did. Way better than Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. But I, I don't, I don't think so. Man, I didn't know you had such bad opinions about good movies. Jurassic World. It's no Jurassic Park. We can agree on that. Okay. Well, with, with that being said, I mean. I think this is fine. I I think I don't know that I'd move anything at this point. I'm feeling my 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 confident. remainder here. You know, where I I think the the some of the spots with movies we haven't watched is a little bit fuzzier. You know, and that's fine. Sure. Um, but like my gut says, episode one is still too high. Um, but if you really feel that strongly about it being up that high, 
Uh, I get it. I think given the concession I just made for Jurassic World. All right. Okay. Well, uh, are we solidifying? Unless it's ahead of the sound of music, push it into the top ten and push number six down to the top ten. What? No. Sound music is definitely better than Phantom Menace. Okay, well then, it's good. Okay. Well, I'm going to run down the whole list here. I'll tell you what. Let's alternate, since there's so many of them this time. Let's oh alternate back and forth. Go for it. You, you, start, you... you start with the evens. You did, you did the evens on the, as we went through the main list. You start with the even here. Are we, We're doing 30 to 1, then? 30 to 1. Let's do it. All right. Number 30, Titanic. I'm not going to read all the stuff, because I feel like this is going to take forever anyway. We have a lot of, we have a lot of items. Uh, number 29, Jurassic World. Number 28, also Jurassic World. Oh, wait, no. Gone with the Wind. Number 27, Dr. Zhivago. Number 26, Ben-Hur. Number 25 is Grease. Number 24 is The Exorcist. Number 23, The Ten Commandments. Number 22, Mary Poppins. Number 21, Fantasia. Not Fantasia 2000. Correct. Number 20, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Number 19, The Godfather, Part 1. Number 18, E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Number 17 is The Graduate. Number 16 is Avatar. Number 15, 101 Dalmatians. 14 is Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. 13 is Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. 12 is Forrest Gump. Number 11, The Sound of Music. 10 is Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Number 9, The Sting. Number 8, The Lion King. Number 7, The Avengers. Number 6, Jurassic Park. I had to think about it for a second. No, I didn't. Uh Uh, Number 5, Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Number 4, Avengers Endgame. Number 3 is Jaws. Number 2 is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And the number one best of the top money-making movies of all time, adjusted for inflation. It's a mouthful. I figure out how I'm going to abbreviate for that for the title. Is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. It's hard to disagree with that. We did it. We did. This was... This was an exercise. This was fun. A little bit of mental gymnastics that I didn't anticipate and i feel like there's no real good way to prepare research or arguments in in this case so i largely i didn't right i mean you you really just got to go with your gut go with what you remember go with what you know about the movies and trust your instincts and you know not you though don't trust your instincts about jurassic world give it another shot I th- I think this format was fun. And I'd do it again. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, I know I I joke about this about having listeners and people actually caring about us doing this podcast. But the bottom line is, I don't really care. I actually just enjoy doing this podcast. So you and I can keep going and it's fun. Come up with topics, and as long as we're it interested in talking about them, then we wouldn't do it. That's true, and that's why we haven't had any more guests recently. That's we'll not, have that's actually not true. I just made that up. We'll, we'll have we'll have more guests. Yeah, probably. But 
man, what a what a list. Such an in, such an interesting mix of movies too. Yeah, I th- I think that's the worked really well for this uh, kind of first attempt at a a ranking of episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you got a got a fun diversity of movies in here that we have experienced most of. Yep, so I think it worked well. All right, well, I guess let's uh, let's get out of here. So yeah, thank you for taking the time. To listen to us argue, kinda, converse, discuss, otherwise consider. All right, well, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. This was a lot of fun. So our next episode, again on that two-week cadence, uh, should be released uh, on a Monday in about two weeks. And uh, so, uh, Josh, what, uh, what are we doing next? What's our, what's our next topic? Uh, for our next topic, we are going to go back to the regular format. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe do a, do a little bit more in that area before we retry another ranking of episode. Uh, this time, we're going to be talking about the top 10 best TV show openings. Not just Ooh. talking about the music. We're talking about the whole audiovisual experience, music, what's happening on the screen uh, as, a, as a complete package. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I feel like there are several shows where I have... I've watched the opening sequence just countless times. And then there are other ones where I have almost always hit skip intro whenever I've I've been given the option. Right. So there's a a wild mix. And I I believe we're going to have some very interesting discussions based on this. Definitely. That should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, I guess let's. uh, make like a tree and get out of here that's how that goes okay well until next time i've been scott and i've been josh and remember with a little practice you can argue your way into a friendship take care folks i was I was blown away when that guy was like, oh, so I've been listening to your podcast. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And the guy standing next (laughs) to me, he's like, you have a podcast? I'm like, what? Podcast? Yeah, yeah, maybe. You should listen.